Brain Buster Boys are brought to you by Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. Visionaries Global Media, envisioning excellence on a global scale. Yep, it is over. Driving to full gear. It is over. Driving to full gear. It is over. Driving to full gear. It is over. Crash can cats go rom pom pom. Yes, they sure do. Yes, it is do. overdrive into full gear. Rom, pop, 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 Freshwater story. Yep. Adventures of Otto. The Great Flying Day. Um, but what else was there? Um, something about old pheasant. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's some that it didn't even show the like the yeah. name, and he just said it. But yeah, they're they're incredible. But yeah, it is over. The anniversary is over. Drive into full gear. Yep. Dunzo right. Rapunzo. Well, it'll be over after this. Yep. Bye. Boys, episode 87, second anniversary, part two. My name is Brett Jagger, along with Beaumont Rand. Hey, uh, what's up? Hey, uh, how you feeling over there? You a little, little, little cloggy there? Yeah, a little cloggy. Yeah, this weekend, uh, d- you know, final, I um, took this as sort of a, a gift, a parting gift from this weekend for how much fun we had. We had a big. We had a big. We had, we had a big, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but, but yeah, no, I remember I felt, uh, I mean, it was on set, or was, I think it was yesterday. I just felt an itchy throat, just sort of a cold coming on. Yeah. Um, but um, but it's all good. I I literally before this, I uh, went to the gym and ran on the elliptical. Mm. So like you know, it must not be that bad of a cold if I can. Yeah, do that's that. tight. So yeah, good stuff. But, but yeah, yeah we, we're surviving it. We did have a big week, mm-hmm. really, and weekend. Um, the week of wrestling, as we were calling it, our two-year anniversary was official on, what was it, November 16th, technically. Yeah. We put out part one of our episodes last Friday, covering Monday Night Raw and previewing the shows we're going to talk about. But yeah, man, it was uh, an awesome week, uh, weekend, even better down in Louisville, uh, Impact Overdrive Friday, watching Louisville football get a W uh, to go seven and four. And then uh, we watched the Bengals get a W yesterday and then full gear in between. And uh, yes, yeah, it, I think I wasn't really recovered until today, about right before the World Cup game kicked off at 2 p.m. So, yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I was pretty 
good just to a go. little, I mean, just kind of lagging, you know, a little, little slow. Oh yeah. I was too, you know, kind of this morning too. I, you know, normally I would get up and if I'm going to go like run on the elliptical, it'd be first thing in the morning, but it was just kind of hard just because of the snottiness <laughs> yeah. all, all in me. So like having to deal with that um, and then going into work and then, uh, but I mean, I just have tomorrow and then I'm off uh, for, for three days um, plus there the weekend. Go. So so, thank God. Uh, Thanksgiving has really uh, come quick this year. It's yeah, like, yeah, and then like obviously, like right after that, it's going to just be a slingshot, know. you know, to Christmas, like a bullet out of a gun. I know it's like i feel like we had some other various things planned that it's like i don't even know if we're going to be able to sneak them in here before the end of the year yeah well we will, we'll see what happens <laughs> yeah we will see what happens yeah we'll, but, we'll have uh, to work it and yeah just real quick that world cup game we were talking oh a little yeah a yeah, little yeah. bit about it before we went on the air but uh first time back in eight years for team USA. yeah I, I, you forget about that they didn't yeah. make russia at all Correct. Yeah. So a great start for them. Got a goal. What in the 36th minute, I think, and kind of dominated the first half. But then Wales was really in control. Second half got that penalty from Gareth Bale, which stunk because the goalie guessed right and even got a hand on it. But Bale just fucking blasted it. But uh, a fun game indeed would have been nice to get the W. But uh, I think the draw, you know, that's they needed at least that. And uh, the England game Friday should be quite interesting indeed. Yeah, so definitely probably going to need at least get a win or a draw with that one, right? You know, or can you take an L there? Like, like I mean, sort of, how's this, you how's this can stand? take an L. So basically, yeah, two out of the four teams will make it out of the group. Let's just say hypothetically we lose to England and Wales beats Iran, just hypothetically. Then if we were to beat Iran and Wales lose to England, basically whoever between us and Wales has the better goal differential would move on. Like if, okay. if there's a tie goal differential, well, it's head to head first, but we okay. get them obviously. So even if we do take an L to England, it's still possible to get through. And yeah. they're, I think, ranked like fourth or fifth overall. So they're definitely pretty damn good. But uh, yeah, it's fun. It's uh it's just I like I mean who doesn't like the World Cup? It's always a great I mean other than it being in Qatar and all the right. bullshit going on over there because yeah, no, of it. Like that you know, sucks. But I was watching all the fans too, just sort of thinking like, man, I like I would be on my pins and needles, you know, or, or walking on eggs. Like, like I would just be so scared I would like break some sort of law over there. For real. You know, yeah, yeah. Probably for the best that they're not selling beer, so no one does anything stupid, right. you know. They have like sober zones to where like I assume there are areas of the stadium where like if you're drunk, they just put you, they just put you there. That's and, like, hilarious. You <laughs> yeah, for, for however like long. Time out. Yeah, it's like time out pretty much. But <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like I feel like I know the thing they were gonna sell beer because Budweiser's got this gigantic you know sponsorship deal yeah they pulled the, the plug people. like two days before or something yeah about not selling beers so. yeah so but yeah it is probably honestly like with how strict their rules are for the best you know for you know foreigners yeah i'd say so well uh anything else you want to get off your chest or shall we roll right into uh the wrestling coverage from this wonderful weekend let's wrestle let's wrestle <laughs> Well, you know, Beaumont, it's never, never too early to play holiday music. <laughs> I actually beg to differ on that, but yep. 
<laughs> it's ne- but I will say it's never too early to start thinking about gifts because it always sneaks up on you. Yes. So whether it's a for a friend or the friends in your pants, you can make this season to be jolly with Manscaped. Do your little drummer boy a favor and use the lawnmower. It's a big drummer boy, damn it! Use the lawnmower 4.0 to avoid another silent night in the bedroom. Then, hand in Manscaped's top-of-the-line shower products to have the people thinking, All I want for Christmas is you. Because as you know, Santa cares about his sack, and so should you. Look nice when you get naughty by going to manscaped.com and use the promo code BBB for free shipping and 20% off. Beaumont, tell them more. Number one, that was dirty. <laughs> that whole thing was so <laughs> filthy. I couldn't even get through it. Yeah, yeah. If, 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 if you care about the naughty and nice list, boy, you know, I think we uh, we got a lot of work to do to get off the naughty. Uh, the Manscaped Platinum Package 4.0 is the one-stop shop for the man who deserves it all. It has everything needed help you deck the halls from face to balls just in time for mistletoe season the platinum package is each product from the best selling performance package plus ultra premium body wash ultra premium two-in-one shampoo and conditioner and ultra premium deodorants the best way to smell fresh from your santa hat to your candy cane does your santa hat cover your candy cane i don't know the lawnmower 4.0 body trimmer the weed racker nose and ear trim ear hair trimmer feature propriety advanced skin safe technology to protect your delicate presence Plus, both are waterproof, so there's no issue clearing up, clearing the snow out of your driveway. Oh, nope. Uh, there's also a 4,000K LED light on it, so you can light the way like Rudolph. Mm. Um, now that you've groomed your candy cane, um, it's time to make sure, like, think about that big hairy candy cane, you know. Uh, it's time to make sure you don't smell like a reindeer with the platinum package of shower products. All oh, of Manscaped's yeah. shower gear is sulfate free, vegan, and made to have your skin feeling hydrated and smelling fresh, but smelling good doesn't stop at the shower. Mm-mm. The Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant and the Crop Reviver Ball Toner can solve stank problems all day long. Yeah, they can. If they touch the sack, you'll never go back, except nope. for more when you need when you run out. Yep. The Platinum Package 4.0 sitting under the tree is guaranteed to put anyone in the holiday spirit, and for the perfect stocking stuffer, add in the brand new Body Buffer, an oh, incredibly wow. body scrubber that makes exfoliating easy. And a lot cleaner than that old loofah. Well, back to loafah here. <laughs> Get 20% off and free shipping with the code BBB at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com with the code BBB. Manscaped, get your jingle bells ready for the holidays. And you know what? Your balls will thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay, well, we kicked off our weekend, really, the day after we, or the day we did put out our last episode on Friday. Uh, I got down to Louisville, what, about four o'clock or so? Yes. You were finishing up a little work, we had a couple beers, and then we went to good old Goodfellas. Yes, we did. And, uh, got some nice pizza and some drinks and a peanut butter shot. Oh, yeah, thing. that was really good. Yeah, it was peanut or butter peanut tequila. Peanut butter tequila, yeah, yeah which yeah, I you- was very apprehensive about because i'm yeah. not the biggest tequila guy but it was pretty damn good oh yeah you think it'd be weird but the tequila kind of mixes in there it makes it sort of like a reese's like just like the guy who's sitting beside me yeah so. <laughs> yeah hey, i was more like it didn't really taste like tequila but you tasted the heat of the alcohol yeah. and then just like the nice smooth creamy peanut butter so 
shout out to your friends at Goodfellas for yes. <laughs> cooking us he- up with that. Heaven and Emily. Heaven and Emily, baby. Heaven and Emily. They took great and care Chip. of us. And Chip. Chip and was Chip. gave me nuts. Chip gave they, me nuts. Yeah, they took great care of us at Goodfellas. Yes. Had some great pepperoni pizza. And then we made our way to Paris Town Hall. And we're talking, oh, yeah, you think we're going to see Slow Count and the whole crew, which we mentioned on oh, Friday's yeah, yeah, show. Yeah. Uh, we've seen. So I, 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 I think we talked about it on the drive from on, Goodfellas uh, to Paris Town Hall, which, which is three minutes. That is correct. So yeah, we're yeah, like, yeah. oh, are we going to see these guys? Because we saw them in Louisville in March. And then you didn't go. But I was at the Impact Show in Newport in May. We saw them there. They live in Lexington, so we're like, oh, we're definitely going to see them. And who do we see right when we park our car? The first people is the Slow Count crew, as we'll call yeah. them. I know we did get their names. I think it's Eric was the father. We had Zach, the son, Tim. And I can't remember Tim's uh, wife slash lady's name. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> did pretty well here. Uh, so that was really funny to see them. And I think they had said, like, oh, I wonder if we'll see those guys there. And uh yeah. Sure enough, they that is a good way to kind of start things off. Um, kick it off. Yeah, energy was good. The vibes were good going into the show. And then we get in there, and of course, my fucking internet wouldn't pull up. <laughs> we couldn't get the Oh, chair. yeah. Yeah, yeah. That was that was tough. And we were standing there, and people were kind of going around us. Yeah. But luckily, that um that uh, girl who um had the little ticket um scanner thing yeah she was very patient with us she I was like, and I I feel, like go, go around me people like it's, I, i'm sorry I, I feel like a much more impatient uptight person would just be flustered at that and be like yeah. just get out of the way you yeah. know and then people behind like there'd be a commotion but she was like stood there as the chaos and it really wasn't yeah. a lot of chaos when we just so stepped to the side a little yeah. i sent it to you and you were able to pull it up but uh yeah. learn my lesson i usually always have the tickets ready but uh this time I didn't, but uh, yep. hey, it all well, worked out, and we got in there. And this time we had GA, so we didn't have actual seats. But uh, I think it worked out for the better this time, wouldn't you say? Yeah, no, I agree. You know, I kind of um, felt a lot like I was a lot more part of the show, even the last yeah. time we were right by the ramp. Yeah, you know, like closer to the wrestlers as they walked out. But here, you know, <laughs> I, we just felt like more part of the show. And you know, we were there with Micah and Derek, so we were kind of like in our own, like kind of group you know and we had just met them that day you know yeah, the and, last and, and, time we went yeah yeah the last yeah. time we went and this time you know we were you know meeting new people like left and right and it Correct. was much more of a kind of yeah. dynamic thing so it was a much different uh experience uh energy yeah. wise for sure and both were great yeah and i think this yeah. one yeah because we were just standing we were pretty much what 15 feet from the ring would you oh yeah say? We, were, we were real close to commentary too five feet from five the announcers i mean yeah. there's i so i rewatched the black truce trey miguel match today yeah. which we'll get to and there were two parts where i could see you for sure yeah i like get just very quick you know it's one of those things like i had to know exactly where to look and of course i heard my own voice loud and clear multiple yeah. times mm-hmm. we'll get to that but yeah That's we're just right. in basically an open area there's not even really anyone in front of us. There's seats to the left and right. And like you said, commentaries right there. And yeah, we were just meeting people. I met this dude, yep. Jake, and uh, his lady friend, Gigi, right off the bat. We became fast friends. And they had a bunch of friends there. Polly and uh, the mullet guy's name, I think, was Colton. Colton, um, yeah. But yeah, all great people. Then we had that dude 
who was in the front row on the other side come and join us. Remember that? Oh, was, he, was he the guy with the girlfriend? You know, like they're the guy. Both he really was wearing tall. the bright red impact shirt. No, oh, no like, that wasn't and, that guy. Yeah, he came okay. from the other side and was joining us in the chance. But uh, yeah, we just posted up there virtually the whole night. We moved over to the other side with Eric and Zach and that whole crew for like one match. But uh, yeah, it was a fucking great time. I mean, and we'll get into it here. The first few matches, I mean, were really nothing special, but it's just fun being there. And mm-hmm. like you said, very much a part of the show. But then those last three matches were absolute bangers. Great yeah. time. Uh, we were getting real involved. <clears throat> and yeah, it was just a wonderful, wonderful night. But uh, anything you want to mention otherwise before we kind of get into the matches here? What, what else do we do? I guess we went upstairs for a little bit. Um, yeah. But but then again, you know, that like all the seating up there is reserved for, you know, whatnot. I think uh, um, handicap seating. Some was handicapped. Uh, and then the other, there just wasn't a lot of seating. So it's yeah. like, unless you're right there, you can't really see. Right, right. And um, um, and they closed off like they they, they um, had one of the bars closed. So you just could go to the one this time. Um, which I thought yeah. was, which I thought was, good. I don't know. It seemed like a little bit better organized for the scope that it yeah, was. I would um, say so. Took advantage yeah. of that coat check. Oh yeah. With that cop. <laughs> yeah. That cop yeah. was key. He came yeah. over and let us know. Uh, yeah. The, the but yeah. Check shit. Here. Yep. Yeah. Um, so real quick, we missed the first or most of the first pre-show match, which was like a six way X, X, I was about to say X-Men X division match. So I think Rich Swan won. But we did catch the second one, which was the one I wanted to see, which saw the Motor City Machine Guns defeat Bullet Club's Ace Austin, Chris Bay. But yeah, I mean, a match that on paper definitely was better than everything but the last three matches of the show, I think. But uh, just a really, really fun, solid, great match between two teams to get the crowd warmed up. Yeah, no, I thought this was a pretty good, you know, and and, um. In terms of um tag team stuff, you know what else we have? We have the De- Death Dolls. We had the the Heath and Rhino. Yeah, but, but yeah, you know I think this thing got this got it started off pretty well. You know, like uh out of all the tag team matches, I would say this one maybe definitely yeah definitely the yeah. best yeah yeah um it, it just two teams that work very well together that are both very athletic. We definitely had a little bit of high flying. The uh, Motor City Machine Guns always great at the double team moves. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they got the win. I'm like, who won that match again? But uh, yep. Motor City Machine Guns got the dub. Um, but yes, let me pull it up here. Oh, we have, okay, the first match of the main card saw bully ray defeat moose in a tables match in 10 minutes one second and uh the match was all well and good but bully ray's uh highlights of the night will certainly come later on uh funny enough sure yeah so jake the guy who we were with the whole show he's like this is like one of my most anticipated matches like i love bully ray but i just wish he was a heel yeah and he sure gets his wish at the end of the show, for sure. But uh, I think the one thing we noticed right off the bat, and again, we've seen him before, but Moose in person is just an absolute fucking unit. That guy is just yeah, a monster. Big. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and just, just so imposing. 
It's like, Completely. oh, you could you could Utterly. definitely tell that guy played in the NFL or had a cup of coffee in the NFL. But uh, did, oh, did he? Oh no, I believe you mentioned that. Did you not? Yeah, did I he... think he. I don't know if he ever actually played, but I think he was at least like on a practice squad or like on yeah. some team in camp and whatnot. Yeah. But yeah, uh, lo- um, he actually had so looking here four years for the Falcons, and yeah, he has a picture with his jersey here. Oh wow, okay, fifth round pick out of Syracuse in two thousand six. There he, he was an offensive lineman. Is that right? Uh, yes, sir. Guard okay. or tackle and guard. Okay. So four years, I mean, again, I don't know if it was just practice squad or what, but yeah, that's, that's no joke. So, yeah. uh, but yeah, the match was, it was fun. You know, it's different. A tables match is certainly different. I don't know if that's something we've seen or that I've even seen in person. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, pretty basic stuff Two big men going at it. I mean, to be honest, uh, bully Ray, not really someone I care too, too much about, at least at this point in the show. Um, and I figured he would probably win since he had that call your shot trophy. Um, but Moose is obviously a big deal there, so you never know. But um, yeah, there were definitely some moments where they kind of, you know, faked or like kind of feigned it. Or one time mm-hmm. someone went through a table, but they weren't, you know, pushed through by their opponent. Um so but there was yeah, some intrigue to the gimmick. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Turns to it for sure, for sure. But yeah, it ended. I think um, bully basically. I think he speared him through the table after like reversing something. But uh, yeah. you know, nice ten minute opening match. But yeah, what'd you think? Yeah, no, I thought this one was pretty. You know, a pretty nice little entertaining match to start things off. I mean, with the tables too. You know, especially up close, you get to see like the you know the crunch. Yes. Versus it being like a very distant thing. You know, and I thought that was fun with them, you know, how the tables weren't necessarily like a vertical thing, like a result of like, we're going to throw you up and then you're going to go down under the table. It was mm-hmm. more of a horizontal thing. Yeah, they I were thought, like leaning them up against different things. Yeah, yeah. And I thought that fit better with their kind of like size and weight class and just kind of the general uh, style of the match. So, no yeah, I, I, I thought that was an interesting and unique thing. And it seemed to, it seemed to work for, for them. Yeah, for sure. And again, you mentioned... You know, especially compared to WWE, where we were two of what twelve thousand people or whatever. This were two of maybe four hundred, and yeah, yep. just to be that up close for these big guys, and you know, you hear how hard they hit the ring and see, you know, mm-hmm. see all this shit. And like you said, the crunch of the table, like yeah. it's just cool being up close for that shit. I think, and especially yeah. for you know, this ain't no indie show. It's still Impact, and there's a yeah. lot of fucking talent there. So. uh yeah, I agree. Great way to kick off the show, and uh, certainly not all from Bully Ray. No, nope. uh, we will most definitely get into here in a sec. Um, but yeah, match two, we have the Death Dolls, Jessica. You you love the spelling, J E S S I C K A, and Taya Valkyrie with Rosemary. Defeating Savannah Evans and Tasha Steeles in seven minutes, 34 seconds, or the Death Dolls, as we called them that night, Highwire Brewing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they were. <laughs> they they had the, uh, well, we drove past Highwire Brewing, which is right by Goodfellas. And yeah, yeah they're, they're um, and I guess like they, it's kind of weird with them because like their normal style you'll see on their beers is that sort of like saloon font. Yeah. You no. Know? Yeah. And I think that's more associated with the Asheville place, but this place is all like neon. It's neon. got like a gorilla painted on the wall and yep. Hunter S. Thompson. So, and, and yeah, the, the, these two uh, women, Jessica and Taya uh, Valkyrie, were uh, head to toe in Mile Wire Brewing. Yeah. The exact uh, colors. Yeah. yeah. That neon green, neon pink. Yep. Again, we had, it took, I was probably like two minutes into the match. I'm like, 
they look like high wire. And then yeah. a couple people around were like, yeah, good call. But yeah, uh, yeah. Um, I'm not the biggest Tasha Steeles fan. Um, I know she's a heel, but I'm, I'm ha- I was happy to see her lose. Um, you know, the Death Dolls, kind of an interesting gimmick. Like that Jessica and Rosemary were part of this stable decay that our guy Black Tarus is part of. And they were like real dark and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But now Jessica's like saved and is like the party girl. Anywho, um, the match was fine. You know, it was nothing, mm-hmm. nothing to write home about. Frankly, uh, I don't really remember too much about it. You know, it yeah. went seven minutes, but uh, yeah, do you got anything here? <laughs> no, that, that, that's that, that's pretty much about it. You know, yeah. it was just kind of a pretty, you know, this is sort of the beginning of sort of the more average, straight down the middle kind of things before we really kind of kick things into gear. Correct. Yeah. yeah, I mean these these three matches here again. There no, there was nothing bad on this show at all, but it was all just kind of, eh, you know, kind of floating around yeah. that three star level. Which again is all well and good, but uh, they definitely kick things up a notch. But uh, here's one I know you were very excited about the career, oh, the career threatening the career match, threatening match that... which saw Mickey James defeat Taylor Wilde in 12 minutes 29 seconds. Um, yeah, this was solid. I mean, I'd never, I don't think I'd seen Taylor Wilde other than I guess she just came back to Impact, but I know she'd been there, you know, a long time back in the day, so I'm not really too familiar with her. Um, but I feel like she did pretty well. I mean, there were, I definitely remember there were some near falls and moments mm-hmm. where you thought, you know, Nikki might get the L, but I think, you know, if, and when she does lose and no disrespect to Taylor Wilde, I think it's probably going to be someone else, uh, making that happen. Um, and as we saw after the match, Deanna Perrazzo mm-hmm. came out, who's the former impact champion. And she was with Chelsea green, who Mickey beat last week and caused her to leave because she's probably going to WWE mm-hmm. as Nikki and Nick Aldis might as well, but who knows? Anyway, uh, solid stuff here. what do you think of the career threatening match? Uh, I mean, I was threatened by the um, wonderfulness of it. You know, <laughs> I, you were on, you were on pins and needles, and pins right and your needles. fucking nails. The whole yeah, yeah, yeah. My, my, po- my podcasting career was at stake and, um, Thank oh man, God, Mickey won. Yeah, yeah. Thank God she wanted. You know, this was pretty fun. I think. I think overall, like I said, it wasn't anything you know to write home about. But I mean, I don't know. I mean, I was kind of you know, I really sunk my teeth into the stakes. Yeah. Of, of this match, and uh, you know, that kind of gave me a nice little window into it. Um, but yeah, you know, I thought like generally this was a pretty like decently competitive match. Uh, Mickey James, I guess, seems like she's like a little like. I, you know, she didn't look old from a distance, but now like I've seen her like kind of compared to Taylor Wilde and she's like, oh yeah, you know, she's definitely she's more been the around a while. Her career. Yeah, yeah, she's probably like early 40s if I had to guess, but she was in WWE for shit, probably close to 10 years, I'd wow. say. And it had a couple different stints. So yeah, she's she's definitely been around the block a time or two. <laughs> Real quick, I pulled up my phone. It was the it's the next match actually uh, the blonde female ref that I fell in love. Oh with. yeah, that's her. <laughs> just very, she was just very on her fucking job, and she was beautiful, and she it was, was like, great. It was like, it was like she was Aubrey Edwards's mother. Yeah, <laughs> but blonde. But yeah, blonde, I was yeah. mesmerized. Uh, anyway, yeah. So Diana Perazzo came out. Um, she was some talking some shit, and yeah, she challenged her. I did not realize it was she challenged Mickey for a Texas death match at the hard to kill show in January. So that'll truly be a career threatener. And uh, I know you're going to be very, very psyched for that one. And a life threatener because it's a death match. (laughs) 
That was good. Yep. Okay, so then we get the Impact World Tag Team Championship, which saw Heath and Rhino defeat the major players, Brian Cardona and Matt... <laughs> Brian Cardona. Brian Myers and Matt Cardona in 11 minutes, 27 seconds. And yeah, I think this was the one where we went over to the other side for a bit and watched uh-huh. with that crew. That's when I fell in love with the ref. But uh, yeah, again, this was uh, nothing like too, too special here. It was a solid tag match. Um, but uh, always nice seeing Rhino hit the gore for sure. And I've always yep. been, I like Heath. He's fun. Mm-hmm. Um, so that. Some good stuff. Oh, yeah. The Motor City Machine Guns came out, which I didn't realize when we were there. That match on the pre-show was for number one contendership. Yeah. So they obviously got the winner here. Um, yeah, I kind of thought there was a chance Cardona and Myers might win, but I think there's a chance Cardona might go back to WWE. Chelsea Green is his wife. He's been posting all sort of like old WWE pictures on his Instagram. Who knows? Um but yeah, this was, I'd say this definitely was better than the previous two. And honestly, probably oh, a for better, sure. probably a better match than the tables match, but I wasn't really like super duper dialed in for this, but uh, mm-hmm. good stuff. And uh, yeah, definitely a nice one before we get into the real serious stuff. But yeah, yeah, anything stick out of this one to you? Yeah. Other than, you know, just kind of it being kind of like a big hit, you know, with Rhino, like kind of a more big lumbering heavy person tag match, which yeah. I don't know. I don't really see many of those that weren't like the Amos and AJ styles thing that, that we watched. <laughs> Cause there's not a lot of them in uh yeah. I, I, I don't know. I guess you could maybe say swerve in our glory, but Keith Lee's way more of an athlete than, you know, Rhino is. For sure. So, so yeah, you know, it was at least interesting just to kind of, you know, see sort of a more slower lumbering tag team match, which sort of contrasts um, a lot with what, what we usually get in AEW and whatnot. For sure. For sure. Okay. Well, now we're to the final three and things start getting really serious here. Uh, all three, I guess the last one was a title match too, but the last three all title matches and the first of the three saw Trey Miguel turn heel, I think because of us, and defeat Black Tarus in 15 minutes, 51 seconds for the X Impact X Division title. Boy, this is when we really got into it. I think the whole crowd was waiting for a match like this just because it had just been, you know, kind of just average to this point. And I think these two, you know, started it off pretty hot and uh, never really let up. And it was a hell of a back and forth contest. And uh, I'd say we were responsible for starting every single Black Tarouche chant that you heard. So uh, for those of you who watched the show, uh, that was (laughs) and uh, I could clearly hear my own voice multiple times. But uh, and what was really cool is like you could tell it was firing up Black Tarouche, who is a heel but doesn't really, you know, he never really talks and mm-hmm. Trey Miguel is, was a face, but uh, yeah, I think it was just a ton of fun. You could see him getting hyped up, like hitting his mask and whatnot. Yeah. Really. He looked like dead over to our section a couple yeah. of times. Uh, but man, this was just a ton of fun. Uh, unfortunately, like we said, our guy got the L after Trey Miguel sprayed the spray paint in his face, that bastard. Uh, but sprayed this his was- mask. Yeah, oh, unfortunate. <laughs> yeah, but this was so much fun. Uh, your thoughts? Yeah, you know, like Black Teresa is a really easy person to cheer for. You know, yeah. 
like that like i thought he like kind of judging by his picture when i saw i thought he would be like just a big giant like six five guy and he was just kind of more of a normal sized person i thought but i don't know like he just definitely has that like imposing presence but also like i don't know like it clearly reminds me of the luchasaurus mask with the horns yeah and just kind of and just the overall just like darkness of it but 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 it like goes even further in that direction which honestly like to me is just a cooler like character gimmick you know luchasaurus may ultimately be a better wrestler probably most definitely is but like yeah this guy rules i'd say eh, i don't know about most definitely uh black Carus can definitely rip it up and i've seen some so he's a luchador he's from mexico i've seen him a few triple a matches where he was also really good but uh yeah, he did some awesome shit on this. Some big top rope slams that he hit. Um, you know, there was just a lot of good back and forth moves. I know Trey hit the Meteora at one point. Black Tarus kicked out. Um, just a lot of big moves. Again, the crowd came alive during this one, as did we. I remember this is when I think we were... The beers were starting to set in here, and yep. I think we were just starting to overall feel really good at this mm-hmm. point. And um, yeah, this was just a ton of fun. Everyone was getting involved, and uh, was just a nice way to get to the fu- you know the the end of this show, which was just banger after banger after banger. Mm-hmm. Uh, but going to be interesting to see uh, heel Trey Miguel because ever since I've followed Impact and him, he's been a babyface. So bring it on and hell i'd love to see black tarus get a rematch at some point that would be pretty tight hopefully that happens he deserves it he deserves it <clears throat> clap 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 uh oh the, I, the one thing i was gonna say sorry was uh <laughs> the one guy over next to us and i this is not something i would normally do but because i was feeling it i started the fight forever chant during that match remember oh, that? Yeah, the yeah. guy the guy like over to us like shook his head at me i'm like i know i know i normally is... wouldn't it doesn't call for it but i would just see it if they would follow yeah <laughs> and, they, and did. they did they did <laughs> and they did they followed it, it up it didn't come through super loud on tv which made me feel a little bad about it too i obviously i don't really care it was fucking uh-huh. hilarious but uh <clears throat> also just seeing that guy immediately turn and just shake his head i'm like I get it, brother. And then they got one during the last match that wasn't me. So, anyway, uh, fun. That was just such a blast. And then uh, we keep it, keep it going with keep it uh, chugging, keep it chugging, toot toot with the Impact Knockouts Championship last Knockout Standing match, which saw Jordan Grace defeat Masha Slamovich in 21 minutes 23 seconds. Just another hard hitting brutal match that ended and we couldn't see it because it was like on the other side of the ring from us Uh unfortunately they don't really have a live like feed of like 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 a camera or yeah jumbotron or monitor you know basically um jordan grace put uh masha slamovich through a door with the muscle buster to end it uh but again some big moves throughout i remember there was some slams on the chair occurring um why do you think they use the door? Do you think they ran out of tables? Do you think I uh, don't I think maybe just for fun. You think bully <laughs> bully ray just smashed them all? Wouldn't it be funny if they did? They just took a door off the hinges of Paris Town Hall. Yeah, I know I assume didn't they just pull it out from underneath? I can't even remember. Yeah, or but... they had somebody between the bully ray match and this go run to like Lowe's <laughs> and go buy go buy a door. But I mean, hell, you could even get fold out tables there. I mean, what is this? Oh, yeah. Below Bill's tailgate. Absolutely. You know? 
Um, but yeah, Masha. So on Thursday on Impact, so she doesn't. She's Russian. She doesn't speak English. And mm. she did an interview with Gia Miller, the backstage interviewer, and she was speaking in Russian. And she just kept calling her an idiot for yep. like asking dumb questions. She's like, only an idiot would ask that. Mm. And then like when she asked, "What should we expect from the match?" She just said simply, "Death." Death. <laughs> so, like that pre that interview was amazing. Um, and yeah, there was definitely some near near death in here. Um, yeah. there was there, a pile, there, there was a death of a, a door, there was a death you know, of a door, or yeah, died. There was a vertebraker on a trash can that got up to a count of nine. Um, there was a pile driver on the ramp by Masha. Um, but yeah, the the fucking muscle buster on the door is what got it, but yeah, I don't. Again, don't remember all the big moves here, but it was hard hitting the whole way. A lot of weapons, a lot of big spots. Uh, what do you think? So that's probably definitely live. Your first like last woman standing, for lack of a better term. You know those these types of matches can sometimes get a little like redundant with the constant one, two. But yeah. I didn't think it did. I thought no, I was pretty I this locked was... into this one from the moment go. But uh, yeah, what what did you think? No, I thought this one was pretty pretty well paced and exciting, and especially at this point, you know, it was the longest match by a significant margin. Yeah, you know, and I like I don't know. I think you know part of it. This is a function of just the rest of the show, just kind of you know being sort of more smaller, fair things, and then yep. like it certainly took its time building up. I felt like, you know, the way it was sort of scaffolded or booked was just, you know, the, the, the shortest matches in the beginning. And then it just kind of ramped up. It wasn't like, you know, a normal pay-per-view where you have some big matches in the beginning, throw your squashes in in this. And so, I don't know, I think for something like that, um, that booking seemed, seemed to work and be extra engaging to me. Yeah, definitely like built as the show went on for sure. No doubt about it. But, uh, (laughs) I kind of thought Masha was going to win after because she was undefeated. Jordan beat her last month at Bound for Glory and an even better match, a straight up match that was just a war. Uh, but Masha loses again and uh, Jordan Grace moves on and uh, we shall see what happens with both. But yes, we um, shall. We get to the main event of the evening and Josh Alexander puts on another classic. And I would say. Definitely the best Frankie Kazarian match I've ever seen and probably the best singles match he's ever had in just kind of looking through some of his older matches. But yeah, Josh Alexander defeats Frankie Kazarian in 32 minutes, 51 seconds, and it definitely didn't feel that long either, which I think is a testament to them. Uh, They put on just an incredible, emotional, engaging, back and forth, big moves, um, just awesome stuff and i mean again by those last i you know i was pretty certain alexander was gonna win but man they got it to the point where those last few minutes it could really go anyway and yeah definitely the match of the night for sure um you know as much fun as we had during miguel and black tarus like this was by far the best match oh Um, it was yeah just amazing stuff um we'll kind of hold off on the post-match angle but again there's so much that happened in this match and even just kind of pick pacing through a recap section now like a ton of stuff in here but anything specific that kind of sticks out to you oh man i'm trying to think uh kazarian hit the styles clash at one point towards the end that was awesome and i didn't realize he and styles were in the same like stable at one point in tna oh they were yeah, I didn't know. I don't know enough old TNA history to really. I didn't know even. I, well, I didn't even know Styles was in TNA. 
Oh yeah, for a very long. That's where he had the majority of his career. Really? Wow. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, he was probably there 12, 15 years, I would say. Damn. He would basically float between their ring of honor before going to New Japan, but yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, this was just a straight-up exciting wrestling match, I thought. You know, this was just pretty much just, like, I say standard fare, and I don't mean that in, a like, a, a way, way to diminish it. Like, yeah. I think it was just, you know, a straight-up, just amazingly solid wrestling match. And uh, I guess it was cool to see Kazarian, because he's the one per like, I remember whenever we first started watching AEW, like, he was one of the people who first pointed out to me, I guess. Yeah. I don't know if I just remember the name Kazarian. Yeah. And you know, <laughs> it sticks out. But but no, I thought this was again pretty cool and just a great kind of culmination, you know, of the rest of the night. Again, that just slow build up. I also think that option C thing, yes, um, that he cashed in, that's like such a cool little gimmick. Totally I think. agree. Like I think that's the best version of the um money in the bank and uh the the um casino chip. Yeah, you know, like I think it's definitely the the the, the most unique, the coolest. I would agree because yeah. for those who don't know, which I assume most, if not all, that are listening to this do. Option C is something where if you are the X division champ, you can cash it in or whatever the term is, give up your title and you get a shot at the world championship, which Kazarian did pretty much immediately after he beat Mike Bailey for the impact championship last month. So yeah, very cool concept. I agree. Um, And yeah, this was, you're right. It was just a war, just an outstanding wrestling match. You know, there was no frills really. I don't really remember any weapons or anything like that. Um, I mean, both wives had been a part of the buildup. To oh, this, yeah. Like, forget about them. Yeah. In backstage, you know, promos, uh, contract signings, both the wives were there. Um, but, the, you know, in, on Impact Thursday, Kaz kind of talked a little shit to Alexander's wife, but uh, they smoothed things over. This was all about respect. And, yeah, speaking of Kazarian, I mentioned this on the show that we put out Friday. It's like, what we remember of him last from AEW was oh, yeah. that Elite Hunter shit. Oh which yeah, didn't yeah, really the... go anywhere. I, I still thought it was hilarious though because yeah. he would always just kept come out and just kind of like... show up. But, but he's also the king of that classic like, you know, wrestling punch like like that. Like you're not not like you're in a match, but like you know if you're like coming in, that's sort of just you know that like little haymate that fake haymaker that they like to do. Like if you're if you have someone who's like running in the ring to like just beat somebody up, yep, who's not in the match. That's what he always makes me think of. But yeah, he would always just like flash in, you know, just like a little jolt of energy. <laughs> yep. And then and then goodbye. Didn't somebody like beat him up or didn't he have a match where like someone finally stopped him? I think so. I, you know, I, Kenny I really... o- did Kenny Omega give him like the one winged angel and that put it into it? Probably. I yeah. honestly like can't even remember, you know, the last shit he did in AEW. I feel like he and Hangman had a match, a random match at some point. But... Yeah, because he's still signed to AEW, right? Yeah, he's yeah. But he's guy. He's just been doing a lot of impact stuff like since the late summer, probably. Uh-huh. Um, and again, he's let him, you know, he's so much more featured over there. Like, like I said the other day, like he is pretty close to an impact legend an impact original as Scott Damore says more on him in a bit. Um, but yeah, just, uh, I have the recap up here. Just the end was pretty wild. So, yeah, big time. uh, Alexander went for the C4 spike off the top. Kaz flipped him over. He hit the leg drop off the top, kick out at two. He gets into the cross face chicken wings submission in the center of the ring, which is how he beat Mike Bailey. Um, uh, but Alexander is able to get to the ropes. 
Um, he hits, does a roll up for two. Kazarian a backslide for two. So yeah, this is when it's just kind of off the rails. Yeah, pinfall yeah. Counter, pinfall counter. Mm-hmm. Um, Kazarian drop kicks Alexander into the corner. Goes for a tornado, tornado DDT blocked. Alexander goes for the C4 spike. Kazarian rolls over with the pin for two. And then Alexander picks him up for the big C4 spike for the win at 33 minutes. Yeah, like I definitely really am looking forward to rewatching this one uh, because, again, there was a lot that happened. We were really into it. We're chanting. We were definitely on Team Kazarian for this mm-hmm. one. You know, I love Josh Alexander, of course. But you know what's, uh, that, what's that big weird thing he wears on his head? Like the like amateur wrestling headgear. Yeah, um, I think our guy was calling it earmuffs, and I think Kazarian knocked it knocked it off him at one point. But yeah. uh, and he always wears that, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And the singlet. I lo- I love that yeah. just old school look. And again, like yeah, it kind of looks corny, but nobody yeah. else does it. So oh yeah, yeah, it but but stands but, but, out. Well, it looks like he's doing like the Olympic wrestling. Yeah, you know, almost. Exactly. Yeah, it reminds me of. But this is probably Alexander. I had this at four and three quarter stars, his match against Eddie Edwards, his match against Alex Shelley, his match against Ishii, all four at four and three quarter stars for me. So what a fucking hell of a reign he's had, but wait, that was not it. Not even close. Yeah. Kazarian was all frustrated and he was kind of punching the mat and, you know, he got his standing ovation. He and, uh, he and Alexander, I think they hugged it out. And, uh, you know, then Bully Ray came out, which so he's got that trophy he had is the call your shot. So that's essentially like a money in the bank. Where so, that, can, so, so, so they have two different things. Well, it's option C is only if you have the X Division championship. Okay. And it's like, hey, I'm cashing this in to fight you at this point. Yeah, uh, yeah. The call your shot is pretty much like the money in the bank. You can cash it in whenever. Mm-hmm. So but it also guarantees you a title match at that moment. Yes. Just like money in the bank would. Okay. Um, so the whole story was after bully Ray won that he told Josh like, Hey, I'm going to look you in the eye and tell you when I'm going to cash this in. And then like all these weeks leading up all these different impact people, like, you know, you can't trust this guy. You can't trust this guy. He's a snake, blah, 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 mm-hmm. blah, blah. Tommy Dreamer, who's, you know, been with Bully forever, finally tells Josh you can trust him, but he can't trust him. Nope. And he comes out and, uh, you know, he basically says, like, that match was amazing. That's what professional wrestling is all about. Um, you know, I think says some other stuff about how great it was. And then he says he is going to call his shot and challenge him at Hard to Kill Friday, January 13th. Alexander shakes his hand, his music plays, Bully leaves the ring, and then he hits him with the old Pearl Harbor job clothesline from behind. And then things got real serious real quick, hammers him with a chair right in front of Alexander's wife, keeps hammering him with it right in front of her. And then he pulled out, we couldn't tell what it was, but it was a zip tie. Yeah. Tied him to the bottom rope. Um, and then bully just kept yelling at him. Um, you know, I, I didn't, couldn't really hear this because again, this was also on the opposite side of the ring from us. So we couldn't see close to the ramp. Yeah. yeah, Everything that was happening, but we could see enough. But, um, and then I guess bully said, why would you ever trust me? Ha 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 ha. 
Um, and then he grabs Alexander's wife out, and things are getting real serious. And we're, and we're at a point where we don't, you know, we assume it's still on the air, but we don't know, obviously. Um, and then he's about to pile drive Alexander's wife, and he's like, basically, like, give me the title, give me the title. And, you know, he's hesitant, hesitant, eventually gives it to him. He lets go of his wife. Um, and, uh, bully. Oh yeah. He came back. He came back with a yeah. chair, acted like he was going to hit her with it. Did not choked Alexander with the chair and then left with the impact title. But, uh, whoa, definitely did not expect, uh, that to happen and, no. uh, to be that, uh, intense and brutal. And, uh, I think definitely a bit of a- had to come on the heels of like that match too. Yes, Cause like they, yes. could, they, they, they could have had that match and walked away and everything would have been cool. Exactly. Yeah. But ended, no, they had ended to have on that- a high note, you know, but, um, I will say it definitely gets me much, much more interested in bully Ray, Josh Alexander. Cause I frankly didn't really care before. Cause to be honest, Bully Ray should not be getting world title shots at whatever age he is right now. But I'm intrigued. Uh, this is uh, definitely going to be a hot angle. We still have like, I'd say, a month and a half before that show. So who knows what's going to happen from now until then. So and watch I tr- some impact. I trust Josh Alexander, too, because that guy's just delivered nothing but outstanding matches this whole title reign. But uh mm-hmm. Yeah, kudos to Bully, and our boy Jake was definitely happy because he wanted to see heel Bully Ray, and boy, and he, and he, did he ever. He got a dose of it. He did. Spoonful. Bigger than a dose, yeah. A spoon. uh, a spoonful. Um, but yeah, what a time. Um, yes. You know, just we were in just such good spirits, meeting all these new people. Mm. Yeah, plenty of other people we were engaging with throughout the night as well. The drinks were flowing. Yes. There was a magic in the air. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, but no, just an awesome time. And the good times continued thereafter. And uh, let's, uh, shall we move on to uh, the show of the year? The, the one that, that rhymes with uh, here? Yeah. Should we drive into it or? Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah but don't, but make sure you take a left uh, toward the, down the main road and don't drive off the pier. Okay, cool. But make sure you're not a steer. Oh, that's all you need to know. What if I'm drinking a beer? That's probably not good. No, that's probably not good. But as long as it's not ever clear, then you're in the general clear. (laughs) All right. Watch out, there's a deer. Well, Beaumont, the holidays are almost here, and there is plenty of t-shirt cheer, thanks to our sponsor, True Classic Tees. Fellas, we have the perfect gift for your wish list. True Classic Tees are a gift for you, for her, and a great present for any guy in your life. True Classic is on a mission to maximize men's confidence by making them look good. Mm -mm. Trust me when I say that this is a gift the ladies will appreciate too. You gotta love that. Mm. True Classic has already helped over 2 million men look great in their tees. And now you can save big while you do so. Get 25% off True Classic with our exclusive link at trueclassic.com slash BBB. And the discount doesn't stop there. You'll save even more during their site-wide sale. 
support and support our show and check them out at trueclassic.com slash b b b b mont tell them more if you're rocking a santa bod maybe lay off the ho ho hoes a true (laughs) classic might be the christmas miracle you've been waiting for this side of tiny tim Hmm. almost all men's t-shirts are designed to look good to certain body types uh, I guess, except for Santa in that case. Yep. Well, um, well, True Classics team designed t-shirts to make the fellas of all sizes out there feel confident in their clothing. I was wrong. These tees taper off toward the bottom, but they fit tighter around the chest and shoulders. This is a desirable look that can be achieved by every body type. They give you the wide shoulder and tapered bottom look that we're all looking for, and the quality of the t-shirts are absolutely elite. Mm-hmm. Elite. 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 You'll look like a young buck. Uh, from going to the gym to your first date, there's no better look than a fresh tee. And they offer other menswear as well, ranging from polos to workout shirts to even boxer briefs designed to keep your boys feeling nice and comfortable. They make it super easy to build out your wardrobe with their elite true classic quality. And they also, yeah, they and they also, yeah, also elite. <laughs> but, but, but this is also like the elite hunter, like Kazarian. I bet, I bet he, he looks like he would wear a big, tight, true classic show. Oh, sure Oh, does. yeah, yeah, yeah. We should have thrown one at him at the show. <laughs> I bet he would have been like, I got one on. Uh, but they even have a pack builder on their website where you can customize the bundle you want and save even more. And for my big fellas up there, they have all the long options for the tall guys and up to XXXL, Woo. you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I wonder if they have one that can fit, you know, the, um, who, what's the villain in um, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, the Yeti? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I bet, I bet, I bet, or the Yeti from Halloween Havoc '95. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I bet there's a true classic tee that can that can fit Yetis and Yetes. <laughs> um, but you know what? It all, true classic also makes uh, for the perfect gift for stocking stuffer for all men in your life. Dad bods get you covered. Rip bods, you know it. Your average Joe, yes sir. Get yourself or someone you love the number one gift on Sandy's list. It's a gift for you, but really a gift for her. Um, CTA me. Get 25% off at trueclassic.com slash BBB. Free shipping included on purchases over 100 bones. That's 25% off at trueclassic.com slash BBB. Santa won't be the only one slaying. Thanks to True Classic, your body will thank you. Santa Claus. Santa, Santa Claus. Yeah, 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 yeah. Santa, Santa Claus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. About that song. About it. Alrighty, AEW Full Gear 2022, live from the Prudential Center in Newark, New Jersey. Uh, Full Gear every year. Always delivers every yeah. single year. Yeah, yeah. Nothing else even comes near. <laughs> that that pop that's back from deer and wow. Yeah, yeah. Oh shit. Uh before we go down that rabbit hole, but uh no, I'd say uh would you say unquestionably the uh pay-per-view of the year here? Yeah, pin and honest like those boutonniers. Sorry, I'll stop. <laughs> Like, like, I mean, I just keep, Derby. I keep setting it up with those E E R E A R's. Yeah, but uh, I'm, I'm running out of them too, you know. Yeah. yeah, so was it show of the year or not? You know, let me take let me peer into uh, my I thought uh, you were gonna say veer. <laughs> let me veer into this, but you know, I think it, I think as of right now, it has no peers. 
first show of the year. <laughs> I, mean, do, I mean, don't you think so? Like, like, is there a WWE pay per view that's been better this year? Or no? Yeah, and you think and like, the, I mean, I guess Forbidden Door, good wrestling, but not as good as stories. Yeah, you know, I like because because this is intra company stuff. Yes, I so. mean, in that I, biased, that was my favorite until now because I was there. Yeah. I think Revolution, you know, was probably just as good as that, you know, on paper. But me being there and it being the first, you know, kind of gave it that edge. But uh, you needed this, man. Like this was yeah. just straight up exciting, just just from wall to wall. Absolutely, and uh, just just huge epic matches, just just set up and booked well. Yes, um, didn't want it to end. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. We had a ball. Um, yeah, great shit. I would say best pay-per-views like since full gear of last year. Yeah. Um, pretty pretty solidly. And again, even though Revolution and Forbidden Door were all damn good, but uh yeah, it was me, you and our buddy Addy and our good friend Will Sanford who was with us at Raw stopped by for a bit and he was having a hooting good time for a few mm. matches. It's, it's, it's impossible. It's impossible. It's impossible. What was it a fair catch? It's a fair catch. Um, real quick, I'm just gonna run through the pre-show and really just hold thoughts for the last match. But uh, the best friends, Dan House or Chuck Taylor, Trent Beretta, Dan House, and Orange Cassidy, Rocky Romero defeated your team of the Factory uh, with Dan House coming out late with his jar of teeth. Yeah, uh, very fun match. You know, inconsequential, but you know, fun way to just kick off the night for the live crowd too. Yeah, no, I thought this was again. I mean, I don't know. Like, this is good that they got Orange Cassidy on the card here, even though yeah. it was just kind of against the, you know, not jobbery, but like pretty damn close to it. You know, just sort of a staple of a bunch of average guys. But I mean, hey, like, who would have thought? I'd say Nick they Cummer? are. I'd say they are jobbery. Jobbery. <laughs> Sorry, what were you going to say about who your boy? Who would have thought Nick Camarado would have made the, you know, the card? Remember when I called him out for, uh, picked him to, to win the Jade and Nyla Rose match? <laughs> of course, yeah. Yeah, there he I mean, was. There he was coming out, even though in the wrong match. But yeah, but no, I mean, this was this was definitely decent. You know, um, it was definitely the Orange and Danhausen show more so than anything else. For sure. I would say, you know, both of them just kind of ran through everyone. Danielson, not Danielson, Danhausen had a pretty hot tag at one point where he or no, when he finally came in, he finally. Yeah, came he, in the very yeah he wasn't even out there at all. Yeah. 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 And then just basically beat up everyone on the other team successively, you know, one by one. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it was fun. That's what it, it tended yeah, it's on exactly being. what it needed to be, you know, yeah. for what that was. Um, Starks defeated Brian Cage again. I think pretty obvious who was going to win that to set up the match with Ethan Page on Wednesday. Uh, obviously, a lot of history here, you know, again, for a pre show match, very solid. Uh, but you know, nothing really compared to well, most of what we're going to get on the main show and the next match, but uh. Just good stuff here, you know. Yeah, very good stuff. I agree. Um, and then like definitely um the last match, a highlight the, for yeah. sure. Oh, and like that got us really amped up too, because like this is a great Eddie Kingston like emotional match. Yes, you know where he gets to like meet one of his heroes, which this has happened multiple times, but it seemed like this one. He's the guy. He's like, the guy. He, he like I've heard, he's been talking about Junakiyama for years and getting in the ring with him. So yeah. it started on Rampage, which we watched a little bit before the show. With Kingston and Ortiz falling to Akiyama and uh, I was about to call him June Takeshita, Kanosuke yep. Takeshita, in a very fun match. But yeah, this took it a step further. 
Uh, we got Kingston defeating Akiyama in 10 minutes, 32 seconds. Yeah. In a, oh, big chop fe- in a big chop fest whenever Absolutely. he was chopping him, but uh, Akiyama would hit him. Yep. You know, it was kind of a, like an interesting back and forth where it wasn't just both of them doing, cho- you know. No. Like, it, like it, it definitely had uh, that kind of variety in it. Absolutely. But, and the but, big uh, exploder suplexes as well uh, that basically Kingston, you know, got from Akiyama. So that was cool seeing them trade those. And yeah, uh, yeah he eventually put him down with the spinning back fist. And I remember you know, saying like, I love Junakiyama. He's someone I've started following, you know, over the last three, four years, once I kind of got into that old all Japan and Noah stuff. Uh, he's kind of looked at as like the fifth pillar of all those guys after Kobashi, Kawada, Masawa, and Tawe. Um, yeah, he's had an unbelievable career. He's even been doing great shit in DDT these last couple years, and he's probably like 52. But uh, I said it, I'm like, I don't know if that man has ever showed any emotion his whole life. And, you know, after the match, obviously Kingston shakes his hand. He gets on his knees. They're doing like the worship each other type thing. And Akiyama definitely had a big smile on his face at one point. And yeah, like you said, that whole thing was just so fucking cool. And you could, I mean, anyone could see how much that meant to Eddie Kingston. He had tears in his eyes the whole time. Um, and then you know, he got, I, go ahead. Oh, no, you, you got no, it. No, no, I was going to talk about him taking the mic after. Yeah, I was getting, he's like, Bryce, how much time I got? <laughs> and it, yeah, it was like 40 seconds and he yeah. got in a whole lot. Yeah. You know, he said he thanked everyone for showing up. He told people to order the goddamn pay-per-view. And he liked, he hyped up, fun. he hyped up Jamie Hayter. Yeah. Um, there was someone else he hyped up too. I can't remember, but uh, I thought that was really cool. And yeah, ends it with order the damn pay-per-view. Uh, but yeah, like you said, what a way to just get you amped up and hyped. Cause I mean, he was like, that match was a fucking banger. The yeah. crowd was into it. He was into it. And then what better than to have Eddie Kingston try and get you to buy the paper view, which we'd yeah. already done, but uh, yeah, yeah. Which, which, I mean, he was convincing enough to get me to buy it again, yeah. <laughs> yeah. but uh, yeah, awesome shit. We will slide right into the main show here which kicked off with a heater in a steel cage. Jungle Boy Jack Perry, as he's now known, defeats his rival Luchasaurus in 18 minutes, 42 seconds. And uh, damn, this was a a very intense, heated match. It's everything it needed to be. Um, I think, you know, pretty much everyone knew. I'm still going to call him Jungle Boy because I'm so used to it. It was going to win, but... uh, they went all out. He did the fucking uh, elbow drop off the cage, which is always fun into the uh, the snare trap, tapped him out. But yeah, tons of big moves here and tons of big like, like um, camera spots too, especially like very like violent, bloody ones. Yes. You know, we got like the cheese grade, the cheese grating. Oh, yeah. Right. Up close. Favorite. Oh, yeah. like right up close too, because usually they kind of cut away from it or at least do it at a distance where you yeah. don't kind of see it. It's pretty gruesome and pretty early on in the match, yes. too, if I recall. And they both got out of the the, the uh, cage. Like, uh, who was it? Was it Christian who unlocked? Somebody unlocked the cage and lo- they got out. Yeah, I think it was yeah, yeah. Christian. It was a Christian, yeah. yeah. So, like, for a long time, it, like, spilled out of the cage. So, yeah. you know, which, which was... Unique. Yeah, it was Christian. And then, like, Luchasaurus, like, punched a security guy. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, they did kind of fly, you know, fight all around the cage. But, yeah, eventually got back in. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was just it was just good shit and a lot of 
a lot of rough moves. There was the oh the choke slam through the chair that Luchasaurus yeah. hit Jungle Boy with. Oh that yeah, yeah. Uh, didn't feel good. Um, Luchasaurus hit a tombstone. Um, but yeah, just uh, some good shit. And yeah, followed by that the big elbow drop through the table off the top. But uh, yeah, just an awesome match. I think this was much better than their first match that uh, oh, yeah. Luchasaurus won. You know, I think this finally got the due that this feud and these guys deserved. Um, I would like to think that it's over now, but I guess they are one one. So we'll so, yeah. see. But, I'm uh, sure. I'm sure it'll kind of keep going. I mean, where else would you take Jungle Boy next? He's kind of in a weird spot. I know yeah, that's yeah, the yeah. thing. And where do you take Luchasaurus? And I mean, you gotta think. I guess Jungle Boy and Christian will have a match whenever Christian gets healthy. But yeah. I feel like you know maybe you do something with him between now and then i don't know it seems like he's probably still going to be out for a bit but yeah and luchasaurus what do you do with him you know like he was with like i i'm intrigued to basically i guess is the thing with both of these guys because i want to see them both doing different things because they've been attached you know not only as a team for so long but even since they've been broken up for shit what four or five months it seems like yeah and i don't, don't really feel like you have a belt for the for these two to go after right now like either as a team or individually, you know, so I feel like it's got to kind of sort of stay in this this area and maybe kind of get different people involved in this story and sort of begin to pull yeah. them out of it a little bit, I think is what you do, because I don't think you could like angle them for TNT now, especially considering what happened with that, you know, that's yeah. kind of, you know, on a, you know, in sort of a, on a different continent right now with, <laughs> uh, with what happened there, which was tight. Yeah. You know, not to get um, too far ahead. No, absolutely. And um, yeah, you're right. I think adding someone because Jungle Boy needs an ally, you know, it's just him versus those two. Uh Um, So, yeah, it'll be interesting. But yeah, I would like to see them go into because I just want to see what each of these guys can do as singles guys with other people because we've never really seen it. I mean, Jungle Boy. Definitely more so than Luchasaurus. We had the match with Kenny that was really good. Kenny, he had one against MJF at uh, Double or Nothing 2020. Yeah, a handful of other good single matches. So, but yeah, this was awesome. I think this was, I'd say it met or exceeded my expectations. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I agree. And a great choice for the opener. And boy, oh boy, this next match had us on our fucking feet the whole time and the death triangle of pack penta and phoenix defeated the elite of kenny omega matt jackson nick jackson we had our boy dan callis on commentary 18 minutes 43 seconds with the hammer we had the tv up to 100 that was one of the first times where you turn my tv goes literally from zero to 100 and um my ac slash furnace is loud there is us, me, you, Addie, and then Sanford, which like all four of us are, can be pretty loud people. Yeah. Pretty, <laughs> very, pretty, very much so. Pretty, yes. pretty. Vo- and then on top of that, the neighbors, you know, they were stomping around yeah. uh, um, upstairs. So, so we declared war chaos. at this point on yeah. the neighbors and turned it up to 100. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, firstly, uh, <clears throat> excuse me. The Elite's entrance was awesome. We got Carry On, My Wayward Son, which it had come out that the Young Bucks had filed for a trademark for the Wayward Sons, which is interesting. Uh, But I guess this was the song they used to come out to in their backyard because that's how they started as legitimate backyard wrestlers. So cool moment for them. Um, You know, I think think that was just a very cool entrance. Uh, Just great to see them back. 
for mm-hmm. sure. And once the bell rang, holy shit, they went at a hundred and never ever stopped, did they? No, they did not. <laughs> Bless you. Just like my sneezing. Yeah. Not stopping. And your nose is like the waterfall sound of your air conditioner. Oh, it is. Yeah, I'm embodying a Saturday night here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there, I mean, I just remember just seeing just all over the ring, just like kind of DDT suplex, you know, just all these moves just kind of going on. And it was like this big sort of very busy thing, but also this very organic thing. Like there was just stuff going on, just Non-stop. very, just, just, just high like fast high flying just stuff happening in all corners of the ring and out of the ring and it was just yes. like holy crap you know like in especially like the build up with the elite like coming out you know like people i think were as hyped as they were at any point of the night outside oh, of yeah. the main event absolutely yeah. yeah it was amazing uh you know who didn't like this no surprise who? J- jim Cornette. Real? oh what 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 did he say <laughs> he said it was like a cheerleading routine wow yeah he's a clown he's definitely got it out for him and again i get it you know there you know there isn't a ton of psychology in a match like this and yeah it's not for the purists and whatnot but you know what fuck it we had an absolute amazing time watching this you had no idea who was gonna win like you said chaos in the ring chaos in our room but it was but it was very like kind of you know it was very controlled. organic and, and yeah. controlled and, and like i don't know i could always like look at each other ring and just sort of follow it and yeah man, you know there was just um a lot of great coordination just just, just amazing the- chemistry with yes. these guys as yeah. we talked about you know we had that incredible cage match between the lucha bros and young bucks last year pack and kenny have done plenty together and it all showed here yeah just like you said, there were many times where there were triple super kicks. There was the triple tombstone spot. Um, there was just all sorts of insane shit here. Um, as I'm kind of pulling through a uh, a recap here. Oh yeah, Pack hit the black arrow uh, and then immediately went into the brutal. Because I remember he went up and I'm like, oh, he's gonna miss it. No, he hit it on Kenny's back. Yeah, and then immediately went into the brutalizer. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was just wild. Uh, yeah, yeah. Pack had given Phoenix that hammer earlier in the match. And he then Phoenix used. Yep. He'd been refusing it previously. So again, the storytelling I thought was absolutely perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really, kind of just building up what they've sort of been doing, and like you've been talking about the Pack slight heel pivot. I mean, it's know, been more than now, a which slight is, heel which is pivot. Now, yeah, say. yeah. Which is now just sort of a complete, you know, forty-five degree. At least for him, yeah, like yeah. Phoenix still after the match, like had a look where he like, uh, but it's like they had to do that to get the W, you know, yeah. that, and even Don Callis said that on commentary, like the first time, because I rewatched this one, the first time he gave him the hammer, Don's like, but that's pro wrestling. You do whatever you need to do to win. And yep. uh, I think it got to that point where Death Triangle knew, uh, that they weren't going to win unless that happened. But uh, I mean, they were right on the one winged angel too, you know? Yeah, exactly. Right there, exactly. you know, which I thought like, has anyone ever taken Kenny out like that while like mounted atop him right before he throws you down? Not the for the win, angel? but remember silver, like uh <laughs> fucking countered it the last time. Like, oh on, yeah. On the way down, yeah. he like flipped him over. Like that was the first time I'd ever seen anything like that. And yeah, yeah I can't recall Kenny ever getting like, battered with a weapon or anything like that while having someone up for the loss so Mm -hmm. um but yeah and the bucks as always were great here you know they were doing all their buck stuff Mm -hmm. um 
yeah, again, there is oh, we had the part early where Nick like did the flip outside, waved to the camera, and a fan gave him a Coke. Yeah, and, yeah. Like, you could tell he said something to him because he they don't drink alcohol. So he's like, this is just Coke, and he chugged it. But uh yeah. uh Pac was bleeding at one point. Uh I mean, it was just so great seeing Kenny again. Yeah, well, and they were and they were having fun too, like Kenny Absolutely. and the Bucks, especially. Like that was one of the bigger joys of this match, was just seeing like a big spot and them grinning. And having no a good time after that, like like no that was doubt. just that was just some great energy that they brought to that, and especially like coming so early in this, you know, with like with MJF, it's always going to be kind of a lot of like drama and a lot yes. of like heel stuff and and angst and 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 things like that. Um, but yeah, this was just kind of just pure a pure good old time, just a firecracker yes. uh, of a match for sure. Um, yeah, and then we learn later on in the show that this is going to be match one of a best of seven series. Oh, yeah, forget which about that. I fucking love. Uh, not enough series in wrestling. Um, and again, with these two teams, we're gonna get seven because there's no doubt it's going to seven. Yeah, uh, the final match is in California, so the Bucks and Kenny are probably gonna win, but um i mentioned it that night the last like best of seven series i can remember was sheamus and cesaro and wwe in like 2014 and then as a result of that they became a tag team and dominated the tag team scene which was really cool so i can't remember one at least like you know at this level since then and uh again what like that was one match one then you yeah. know they're gonna be doing all like they're gonna make all these matches different you know yes. and some of them might be really quick some of them might be really long but we just saw how great these guys are together so i just can't fucking wait to see it six more times and just to see what they cook up oh yeah me too like i think like that's gonna be some like must watch for aw and like you know some really good like momentum and things to kind of look forward to with them you got the mjf title reign which like you yep. know um obviously it's a little spoiler for that but i mean if you're watching this and you yeah, don't know you that know. you're dumb um but 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 yeah like just a lot of intrigue and that's and the fact that that's going to kind of keep on going is just uh yeah just a great because i mean one would imagine that's going to go into the spring of no it, go, it goes till january oh wow so are they going to so be on space it's almost every week until then. It's not every single week, but it's almost every week until okay. then. Okay. On gotcha. di- and just dynamites. So it's there's no rampages. It's all dynamites. There's one at winter is coming, and then yeah, it culminates. I think it's like it's the second uh Wednesday in January. I think okay. it's like January 13th would be match seven. So, so it'll be, be it'll be pretty condensed, but okay. I mean Cool. What a thing to get you through the winter, which yeah. is always a bit of a lull. Like we'll have this just to be looking forward to for really the next month. Yeah. Um, and we now know, all right, that's what these guys are going to be doing. Oh, also not to mention, I brought this up yesterday, but it is official. Kenny Omega will be challenging Will Ospreay for the IWGP United States title on January 4th at Wrestle Kingdom. Wow. So that's why they have that week off. So it's like the so last why dynamite of December, and then it jumps to the 13th. So yeah. we'll just touch on that for a second. Sure. That is that's going to be pretty fire. as big of a match as you can get in wrestling today because it's right. only happened once. I'm pretty sure at PWG. I want to even. It definitely it never happened in New Japan. Right. Um. Obviously, they had the. When Osprey, it was Osprey and Aussie open versus Kenny and the Bucks in the 
trios tournament, which was amazing, and they attacked Kenny after, so it was set up. But I just always, I just kind of thought they wouldn't do it this soon after Kenny coming back. But it they makes are sense, certainly, and Fast they track. are. And I'm gonna, I will apologize to Tim King and Dan Bakley of Cage My IQ and Circle of Debate and everyone else where I said this isn't happening because it is. But I'm fucking happy about it. Obviously, I just didn't think it was going to. But yes, twelve, twelve, fifteen. Their only singles match. Mm-hmm. In PWG, who got the win? I would guess Kenny Omega defeats Will Ospreay 16 minutes, 12 seconds, 12, 12, 15. So they haven't had both guys elevated to best in the world status since then. So obviously Kenny's not exactly what he was three years ago. Ospreay, I think, is at his absolute peak right now. Oh, man, it's going to be fucking awesome. So, yeah, even though I was wrong, I couldn't be happier. Um. Yeah, it's gonna be sick. Uh, it should we'll, be wild. We'll, I think Osprey will probably, mm-hmm. but uh, it should be pretty awesome. Yeah, that announcement happened. I haven't watched the show yet, but it, New Japan and Stardom yesterday had their very first joint show. It's called the Historic Crossover. So that announcement happened there after Will Osprey defeated Shota Umino in what apparently was also a really really good match. So. Mm-hmm. Very much looking forward to watching that. There was another stardom show on Saturday that I caught up on yesterday. So much good shit. Um, no doubt about it. But uh, <clears throat> yeah, this was amazing. Uh, five stars from me. And uh, I think just in the moment, it's just one of those things. I've talked about it on the show. It's like when we are together watching mm-hmm. this shit and just the energy is so high in the room and we're ah, and just going nuts. It's like. Mm-hmm. That's one that's one of those matches and obviously this show I'll never forget but mm. uh having will there for it definitely helped because he's a tough one to please when it comes to wrestling and yeah. uh, I think he was I think he kept saying that's the best match I've ever seen so yeah yeah I mean it's it's like you know for someone who you know kind of like is like taken aback by like the spectacle of it like that's like you know one of the best ones you know oh, for yeah. you to watch you know just no something doubt. that's just going to be like really fast and there's obviously like a big build up as evidenced by the entrances and just the execution you know yep nuts and we go from the best to the worst yep <laughs> so had to jade cargill defeat nyla rose to retain her AEW TBS championship and go 42 and 0 <sighs> Don't really have much to say for this. <laughs> Jade, no, not, no, Jade not, looked great. She's yes. got her uh, superhero Th- thing going on. For Thundercats. This. Yeah, Thundercats. That's right. Th- Th- Thundercats. And then Nyla Rose came out on a crappy oh, car. Oh, yeah, they did. Uh, it was an Eddie Guerrero tribute, so oh, I'm okay, okay with that. Um, But, yeah, this – I don't want to shit on them, and I'm not going to shit on them. I should, no disrespect here. I just didn't care about this at all. I was fast forwarding a lot of the shit on TV. It just wasn't interesting to me. Well, and the fact that she just stole the TBS title, like that's just very juvenile and just like, it's like, you're just trying to just jam stakes in there, you know, just trying to like, you know, have some sort of intrigue to the match. But like, to me, there is nothing. Yeah. And I've been on the record a lot as much on Tim King's show than this is just saying like, there's no reason the TBS championship needs to exist. No, there's no. no reason for it. So whatever, uh, you know, it's not like it, it wasn't like the worst match in the world by any means. But, yeah, I just wasn't really into it. Wasn't really paying too much attention. And 
Jade got the win. Which, yeah, I mean, that, that's, that's exactly how it happens every time. Yeah, now it's just like who – sorry, who and when are they going to beat her? Um, you know, I've long thought maybe Chris Statlander, who knows when she's going to come back. But it's just – it just doesn't make sense to have two champions and it's nope. so separate. And it's like, why can't her and Jamie Hayter fight? You know, eh, whatever yeah. it is, what it is. But yep. uh, this next match then ramped it right back up the ring yes. of honor fatal four way match, which saw the Ocho Chris Jericho retain his championship by defeating Brian Danielson, Claudio Castagnoli, da, 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 and Sammy Guevara in 21 minutes, 42 seconds. Banger. This was awesome. Um, this is the best Sammy performance in quite a long time, I think. Um, I think I can say I'm over the whole it's go away heat with him. Um, he's been less of an asshole and he's been letting his wrestling do the talking. I thought he yep. was great. I thought he was great in this match. You know, there was the t- obvious tension with he and Jericho the whole time that finally broke down that he was the one that, you know, I think he broke up a pin and got the you fucked up chant. And then he and Jericho finally got into it. I liked that we had Brian and Claudio like in the early going, like after they cleared the ring, those two got into it. Yeah, yeah, they, they had that. Yeah. Yeah. They had their fun respect fight. Uh, but yeah, this was just, you know, we talked about it ahead of time, just the intrigue with this, you know, you've got four great wrestlers, two and two, you know, the teammates are going to go at it. You know, I picked Jericho. I kind of thought he was going to win, but hell, as it was happening, like Danielson, definitely, I think the, there was a near fall where after he and Claudio were like working together, then he hit him with that running psycho mm-hmm. knee for a two count, which that was like, a, Oh shit. Moment. And there was a big Sammy near fall too. I forget which one it was, but yeah, there was he one they hit, were like, is this really going to happen? Yeah. He hit his GTH on. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it was Jericho, right? Was, like, yeah. I think he hit it on Jericho. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I have it up here. He hit it yeah. on Jericho and then went up for the shooting star press and only got two. Yeah. But yeah, he definitely like I feel like at every moment someone had a chance, you know, they had that near fall moment to win. Yeah. Um Claudio had some big moves at the end. Um mm-hmm. But yeah, it ended. I forgot it was when he finally got Sammy in the swing. It hadn't happened all match. Um and then Jericho came in and hit him with the Judas effect for the win, but um similarly pretty similarly to the elite match only in the sense that it was non-stop action yeah in a match like this you had we were talking about how guys were taking a nap you know how they're just kind of like out of the ring for a few and then all of a sudden they float back in but i was yeah. pretty locked into this one from the get-go and i thought all four guys gave a hell of a performance and it was just an awesome match yeah i know i completely agree i think you know Definitely the Jericho Sammy story was kind of your A story. And then Danielson and um, Claudio were kind of the B, even though they were kind of involved individually, they did kind of clear out there at the end. um, And that was kind of a little bit more like, it was definitely a little bit more about, about Jericho. And that kind of, you know, definitely telegraphed a little bit that he was going to kind of win the match, but again, a lot of good little near falls. um, And, you know, yeah, this whole thing was just pretty exciting from both the wrestling and an air perspective, a good meeting in the middle between those two things. No doubt about it. Great way to put it. And Jericho's Ocho reign continues. 
Next, we have Soraya making her return after five-plus years, defeating Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, in 13 minutes, 25 seconds. Obviously, very emotional here. Soraya with, you know, kind of tears in her eyes coming out after the match. Her her brother was there at ringside. Yeah, he was yelling the whole time. Yeah, yeah he was getting into it. He was a key part of it. Um, you know, this wasn't – I'm not going to say this was great – it wasn't the best match in the world. I saw some people on the internet ripping on it, but you know what? I enjoyed it. I thought they did a pretty good job. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. the smoothest in the world, but uh, I thought Britt was the right opponent for Soraya. Uh, I thought they worked pretty well together. Again, yeah, there's, I thought there's, they did too, too. And like yeah. Britt seemed to have a lot of respect for, you know, that for was sure. Kind of, yeah. That was kind of, you know, sort of a neat thing, especially with Britt, who's kind of like a, you know, I'm on top of the world sort of heelish sort of presence. Um, without Adam Cole, she doesn't have that as much, you know, that he's kind of, you know, I guess been injured, you know, yeah. she's kind of definitely kind of taken a little bit more of a more toned down kind of thing. And a but little, yeah. frankly, a little more of a step back with Jamie Hayter kind of sliding her way up the card a little bit too, but this is a perfect match. Like this is still a big match. And, exactly. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Soraya, of course there was going to be some rust, but you know, I thought she looked pretty good. All things considered, of yeah. course. Oh, no, 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 I was going to say, yeah, I thought she did too. Yeah, you know, Britt yeah. was working on the neck, of course, because that was her injury. So, um, you know, that was obviously going to be the story. She put the glove on real quick for the uh, the lockjaw. I remember it was like just a few minutes into the match. Mm -hmm. uh, she did finally end up getting it at one point, but um, Soraya, I think, either got to the ropes or like, yeah, she like crawled out of it or something. Yeah. yeah. I mean, because it was a pretty close thing. I mean, she had her fingers in her yeah. mouth. Remember, she had that sparkly uh, sequence uh -huh. on, her, on her lockjaw on her Absolutely. Dentist Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Britt hit her stomp a couple times, which comes into play later in the Jamie Hader match as well. She hit some neck breakers. Um, but Soraya, that cradle DDT she uses, she hit that earlier on. Brit kicked out, but then she hit her with it twice at the end to end it. And that was that. I think there was really no doubt that she was going to win. You know, you're not going to bring her back in over five years and have her lose. So, no. you know, just on a human level, I think it's so awesome. I'm very happy for her. Uh, hopefully she just keeps getting better and better. And, uh, you know, this we've said it, this women's division, you know, needed some injection of life. And I think it's gotten it with her yeah. and then Spoiler, Hater. Jamie Hayter winning the championship and Tony Storm had a hell of a run, I thought. Yeah. I mean, I think she carried it definitely better than Thunder Rosa did. So, yeah. you know, obviously we just got done kind of poo-poo in the TBS title match. But overall, I think this division has gotten better. And, yeah. uh, you know, hopefully it'll continue to grow more in 2023. But I just wish there was one fucking belt. Yeah, yeah I agree. <laughs> Uh, speaking of uh, belts that have gotten better, how about the TNT title? Which, um, yeah, this I was a bit bit of a surprising uh, result here. I thought, yeah, but so, Mimosa Joe, Mimosa Joe, <laughs> defeats Wardlow, and you remember Powerhouse Hobbs, right? I do. <laughs> In nine minutes fifty four seconds to become a double champion in the TNT Championship, man, he's, it's, he's, he's the first double champion. I guess, like, well, no, Kenny, Pac. Uh, 
Pac yeah. was. Pac oh. had the All Atlantic and the Trios. But but, 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 but but two individual, two singles oh. belts. Well, yeah, Kenny yeah. would have before him, but yeah, yeah, and I guess yeah, Impact would be sort of. Pac is the only one that said yeah. two AEW championships. Oh, okay, there you okay. Since Ring of Honor, he has the Ring of Honor, but okay, um, yeah, definitely a bit surprised here, but I think we talked like, hey, making this a triple threat you know, certainly makes the odds of Wardlow losing a little higher. But I think we both thought it would have been Hobbs, not Samoa Joe. So I'm all for it. You know, I thought it was a very pretty surprising result and the way he did it. Like he just, I think Wardlow, remember he was like powerbombing Hobbs. He hit him with like two or three. And then all of a sudden Joe snuck in with the belt, cracked him with it. That was that. So Um, I'm not upset about it. I just think, you know, we talked so much about how Wardlow's reign was underwhelming no, to no fault of his own and really had kind of hoped this was the thing that was going to kind of get that back on track. And then he could have a bunch of great title defenses, but, uh, he, the belt is off of him. I mean, I think clearly they'll do a singles match with he and Samoa Joe at some point, probably he and Hobbs at some point, mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I really like this. This was, you know, obviously very different than anything we'd seen, you know, three big meaty dudes slapping meat here, uh, only went, you know, just shy of 10 minutes, but, uh, for the time they got, I thought they put on a heck of an entertaining match with a surprise winner. And, uh, yeah, Wardlow had his, you know, he, when he gets those moments where he shows off his freakish athleticism, like he did like running up the top mm-hmm. of the ropes and doing like a twisting dive at one point. Like mm-hmm. he's awesome. I just, he just got a fucking raw deal with the TNT championship. He and did. who knows, you know, again, we talked, there's going to be matches with this, but I don't know where he'll go after that, but Hey, good for Mimosa Joe. And uh, yeah, just definitely surprised about this. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I mean, what was also interesting to me about this match was it was almost like an outsmarting kind of thing. Cause like, you know, yeah. you sort of got, you know, like um, Wardlow into power bombing powerhouse Hobbs sort of lulled him into the kind of that sense of complacency. Yes. And then Joe, kind of the veteran, uh, came in there and uh, and just swiped it out from under him. No doubt. Um, you know, like for all the rest of the matches being like technically like great wrestling matches with kind of like endings that were sort of befitting of their technical prowess. Like this was, you know, kind of like, you know, a, had, a, had a little bit of a twist. That was, for me, that was that was satisfying just because this TNT yeah. belt has been water, rudderless and I like Wardlow, but, you know, I'm ready for like a new sort of set of contender for this because like before him, it was like Scorpio Sky and that whole big glutty mess. Yep. And then it was Miro for a well, long no, time. And there was the Sammy, Cody, all that stuff. And then that, the interim yeah. bullshit when Cody got hurt for two weeks. Like, what was the point of that? But yeah, well, well let's get a new set of wrestler. Cause like, you know, I feel like they, there's been a lot of it where it's like, yeah, the big guys fight for the TNT title. Yeah. You know, and like, you know, I could, you know, I know orange holds the Atlantic and jungle boys got other stuff, to, but you know, there's other wrestlers that can, you know, challenge for this. That would be, you know, good contenders for it I for think. sure you know i would like i said i would think wardlow still challenges one-on-one but maybe they still have joe beat him you know i mean yeah. maybe they have him outsmart him again you, like you said like showing that veteran instinct um uh-huh. yeah i like that was a good point for sure but uh-huh. yeah good stuff here definitely uh one of the bigger surprises of the night for sure um and this next match also not a technical showcase but a very fun one um because it was no DQ, but Darby Allen and Sting 
the feet Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett with Satnam Singh and Sanjay Dutt in 10:59. Both those guys definitely, definitely the biggest role we've seen from Satnam Singh thus far. Yeah, um, oh, in yeah. a match, and Dutt yep. was flying around too. But yeah, those purple pants on. Someone yeah. was trying to say it was Addy or Sanford was trying to be like he looks like this character, and I couldn't remember who wears purple pants. Like someone was trying to say. He looked oh. like somebody, and I was just sort of like, eh, whatever. Well, then you compared him to the villain from The Rocketeer, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> that's how that got started. He is, yeah. like, he is like the villain from The Rocketeer. Yeah. What, 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 what was his name? Like Lothal. Lothal or, yeah, Lothair, Lothair, something like that. But Yeah. Uh, no, yeah Lothar. He... Lothar, yeah, but Lothar, one in a billion, as they call him. Uh, he hits, he hit some choke slams out there for sure. Um, but yeah, again, the, all Darby Sting matches kind of follow the same formula here. Um, yep, and they usually end up winning like they did. Uh, Darby got cracked with the guitar at one point, of course. Um, yeah. And Jeff, and Jeff Jarrett was fun. He kind yeah, of yeah, he like was. He had his old. On. Yeah, he yeah he did his strut. He was dressed in actual wrestling gear and not his last outlaw attire. But yeah, you're right. Uh, Jarrett did a good job, and I said it that night, and I've said it before. Like he's not someone I was ever really a fan of much. You know, I got respect for him for sure, but uh, I'm happy he's here, and he adds a new little wrinkle, and he's obviously going to be doing some shit behind the scenes, but. Uh, I was kind of kind of wanted to see them win just because I thought it would be a little more interesting. But, yeah. <clears throat> you know, Sting and Darby don't lose much. So, nope. Yeah, especially but, in these pay-per-view, these sort of more yeah. theatrical, like go out of the ring into the crowd kind of yep. pay-per-view sort Which of Which it affairs. seems like they're on like every pay-per-view in some <laughs> doing, sort of match like this. Doing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, some sort of like a more like a plot match. I mean, you know, yeah. like like, you know, for lack of a better term. But I would like to see Darby with a new direction, too. Like, oh, we yeah. talked about it that night. Like, he was your original favorite. And he's kind of, 2022, he's just been a little lost in the shuffle, which, you know, yeah. it's fine. Like, he's, from the get-go, he had been one of the more pushed, homegrown guys. Yeah. And obviously, ever since he's joined with Sting, like, that's certainly kept him busy. And, you know, it's never a bad thing to be attached with Sting. But, <clears throat> um, but yeah, I remember there was a bit of a botch on the ending here as lethal went for his lethal injection move and sting tried to catch him oh in, yeah and put him in the block, and yeah. they just kind of like collapsed and, and, then, and then darby but, just went up and cough and dropped correct the... so yeah great great uh uh what's the word adaptability i guess yeah. for lack of a better term here but uh yeah fun stuff like all these like we said all these sting darby matches are a good time Jarrett was fun lethal's always solid but uh yeah so one of the moments of the night for me saw Jamie Hader defeat Tony Storm in 15 minutes, 16 seconds. Fuck the interim for the AEW Women's Championship. This fucking ruled. Yeah, um, it totally did. Yeah. Yeah, I absolutely loved this. I'd say this is probably my second favorite match of the night behind the trios. <clears throat> you know, again, because I even though I picked Jamie Hader, I really didn't think she was going to win. You know, I've just, I personally have just been more and more of a fan of her as time has gone on as same with the live crowd. Like she's been very, very over these last two pay-per-views and this was just a fucking war, you know, yeah. like they had history. They lived together in the pandemic. They were both in stardom together. You know, they can let it rip. 
And that's the thing. Pretty much what I said, give them, it was 15 minutes, but I said, give them 18, let them work. That's them, exactly them, what happened. Let uh, them do it. Tony Storm had that bloody nose, which certainly, you know, always adds for a nice look there, especially just because they were slugging it out. <clears throat> uh, but yeah, and again, this the surprise, bit of a surprise win. I mean, I think as, especially because there were all those big kickouts towards the end. Remember, and Britt came out, hit the stomp mm-hmm. on the belt. And it's like, oh, that's it. Nope. And then she does Tony Storm's move, the Storm Zero. Nope. Storm ends up hitting the Haterade herself. Nope. Mm-hmm. Uh, just so those last like three, four minutes was just like so many great big moves, counters, kickouts, just punches. It was brutal. Yeah, it was yeah, awesome. Yeah, this one kind of had the, you know, even though the um trios match had you know six people in there this one just kind of had that sense of being all over the place that uh that that one did you know it just had that sense of just being you know just high energy and just just kind of everywhere uh at once um and just but 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 also just something that you could just you know really just kind of sink into and be engaged with now i thought this was great yeah and i mean it was pretty straight up until rebel came out at one point yeah Um, she got tossed and she yeah so she hit uh tony pretty weakly with the belt yeah she did get tossed and she, uh, she did her classic no which is pretty funny like when she's over the top like that uh, i think she's entertaining but uh yeah then brit snuck out hit that stomp like we said um but yeah she didn't act oh oh yes she did remember uh she took the turnbuckle pad off brit did uh-huh. tony threw jamie into brit brit went flying and then Jamie then <laughs> threw Tony into the buckle and then mm-hmm. hit her with the haterade for the win. But yeah, fucking awesome stuff. One of my favorite women's matches of the year, no doubt. I would say it probably is my favorite that's not a stardom match. So uh-huh. like American soil women's matches, I'd say this is probably it. And I can't even think of what would be number two. Maybe one of the Bailey or Bianca Becky had a really good match at WrestleMania. Bailey Bianca had that um, that match at the last pay-per-view. But, yeah, this is it. I fucking loved it. Again, I popped big time for Jamie Hayter. And no disrespect to Tony Storm, like I said earlier, I thought she brought some legitimacy to that belt and division that needed it after Thunder Rosa, frankly, didn't have the greatest run and then got mysteriously hurt. I wish they would drop the fucking interim because uh, – you know, she's been gone for a while and I saw there's no timetable for her return. So it's like, what are we doing here? I thought they were mad at her. Tony Khan was pissed off at her about something. Or is it just an injury? I think it's just an injury, but right. it would just kind of like happened out of nowhere. But yeah, it's it's weird. Uh, anyway, just awesome, awesome stuff. <clears throat> Loved it. And um, OK, we keep rolling. This show is just fucking awesome like yeah. the only down moment was the jade, jade Nyla Cargill, match. Yeah. like everything else was good to great but we needed no like a little about. break there because like that's when everyone went to go pee and that's when we ate food because we got those wings and they sat there for like the whole match yeah <laughs> that's right that's right yeah um but we move on to the aew world tag team championship where the acclaimed defeated swerve in our glory to retain in 19 minutes 38 seconds that effectively wins the feud and as we've been predicting for many months the breakup between keith lee and swerve i think 
has finally happened. Uh, I mean, I can't imagine them being teammates after that again. Uh, Uh What was it? This was similar to um, the death triangle. Um, What did he give him? Oh, the pliers. Pliers. Yeah, the pliers. Yeah. Yeah. So first, Swerve had the pliers with one of the acclaimed. I don't remember. And Daddy Ass came out because I think you or Baddy was like, where's he at? And it's like, I don't know. He said he was hurt, but, you know, he knew he had to make his way out. So he got him, and then he got kicked out. Mm -hmm. The refs made him leave, and then Swerve gave the pliers to Keith Lee, but Keith Lee tossed him, and then Swerve fucking slapped him in the face, and then Keith Lee's like, all right, I'm out. (laughs) He just fucking walks out. Um, But Swerve did put up a bit of a fight, but – the acclaimed hit that their double team flipping power bomb move and got the dub, which again I don't think was ever in doubt. Um, regardless of Keith and Swerve breaking up here, um, very fun match as always between these two. I would say it's probably the second of their three. Uh, the all out one was so far and away better yeah. than this, like that was incredible. The one where they won the titles was good, not great. This was probably a little better, but. Uh-huh. Um, again, they're very over. Um, I can't, I feel like his rap, he did like a two part rap, right? Yeah, yeah, he did. And like the first part was just kind of like, part was not very good. They made, he made fun of Jay Leno, which prompted Tony Schiavone to be like, I hope Jay Leno's okay. Like to say something like serious about (laughs) Jay Leno, like, cause of course he got the burns on his face in his hands. Um, but yeah, you know, which, um, yeah, Tony Schiavone, I think, felt compelled just to be like, well, my, Jay Little's my good yeah. friend, and he's a great guy, you know. Um, but the, but then the second half, he really picked it up. Yeah. You know, like, like, like definitely brought it home a little better. That's when he compared Keith Lee to the guy from the blind side. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. great. And then, that um, was good. And then swerved to the, um, what is it, Randall from Monsters, Inc. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, which I thought that was pretty, pretty sick. Good call. Yeah, sick. anything else you remember from this match standing out? Other than the, I don't. Bowen's had had some really good moments. I thought. I think. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's like the he, man. He is the man. And I mean, I mean, hell, we saw him. What was it? Was it on Rampage or was it Dynamite when he had the singles match just this past week? Was it Dynamite? Where I he think fought, it, yeah, um, fought Swerve. Yeah, fought Swerve. Yeah, I don't know. Like, but Bowen's is just you know a great ball of energy. He kind of reminds me of sort of like John Silver, except less like squirrely yeah. and, and torpy, you know, yeah. like he's kind of a little bit more, you know, cool. And both are very well, like stout and strong. Yeah. 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 Like, like balls of energy people. And yeah, no, I think uh, Bowen's definitely like, especially when you think like, like Dax Harwood, great singles wrestler, you know, yep. um, I think Bowen's could also be a pretty good, you know, pretty good on his own. Haven't seen Caster fight too much on his own, but Bowen's kind of has a little bit more of a jolt. Yeah, I, but hey, I like I like them both. They've they've come a long way from, you know, absolutely the, from my doghouse into the, the penthouse. <laughs> no yeah. doubt about it. No doubt about it. Um, so, yeah, this shortly thereafter, that's when they announced the best of seven between the elite and death triangle. And then also on Dynamite, we're getting Orange Cassidy and Jake Hager for the all Atlantic. And then Chris Jericho versus Tomohiro Ishii for the ring yes. of honor championship. Yeah, yeah, Orange Cassidy announced awesome. it. Yeah. I, I know he's yeah. and like, of course, Jericho's like, he used to carry my bags when I was in Japan. No, he didn't. No, didn't. <laughs> I love that. Um, but yes, let's just get to it. The main event of the evening, which finally sees Maxwell, Jacob Friedman, Win the Atlantic, the Atlantic, the AEW World Championship 
against Jan Moxley at 23 minutes, 09. And yes, it was indeed William Regal with the brass knucks, although not hitting him himself, but sliding them in. Which it was, it was very, very well done. You had, yeah, yeah, yeah very subtle slide there. It's very yeah, because you had, well, first you had MJF pull out the dynamite diamond ring, which he said he wasn't going to do, and Regal fucking makes his way out, and he's like, Don't you fucking do. like you could see the fire was in his yeah. eyes. <laughs> he was irate. And I think he did. He just stay out there. Like I can't remember how much time was in between. The, okay, yeah, not a it, lot. It yeah. was towards the end. So yeah, Regal came out. Um, he put it down, flipped him off. Uh, Mox gets him in a sleeper. Then they hit the they hit the second ref. So this was after the first ref went out. So remember, then Paul Turner comes out. He goes down. Um, and then Moxley puts him in the bulldog. And remember, MJF taps out. Yeah. But there's no ref. No there. ref. Yeah. Um, and then Regal tells Mox to get the ref. And as that happens, like you said, the very slot. And it was very well executed. He slid it. MJF whoop, scooped it in, popped it on, popped him. Yeah. That was that. Was that. that. Yeah. No, there's um, some, a lot of funny stuff, too, like kind of building up to like MJF's whole uh, outfit and his like robe coming out like that was all pretty cool like very Mox's maroon pants yeah very different <laughs> it looked him. like sweatpants and then mjf's like jacking off kind of thing it's like yeah. wild thing was playing that was yeah. just just that guy's the king and like and you talk about that um seven match series uh with death triangle and the elite being like a big draw so is this i mean oh what is, God, what's wednesday dude. gonna be like when he comes out i mean yeah I mean, will will regal be with him you know is mox even gonna be there yeah uh, yeah, so yeah, I think it, Mox deserves some time off, like more than anybody. Sure. Yeah. yeah, he's like literally carried them not just just through the pandemic, whole but through, fucking year, but, but through the, the all the drama. Yeah, you know that the, the AEW owes him MVP, MVP, and I'd say Jericho is right there as well. Yeah, uh, but Mox is the MVP, and he deserves whatever he wants. Yeah. And yeah, this match, it was amazing. I think at the moment I said five stars, it's not. Mm-hmm. Like the match itself wasn't a five-star match. The moment and everything, it was awesome. Mm-hmm. I'll probably settle on like four and a half. But like I loved similar to Mox at All Out against Punk in Chicago. You know, he, he fully embraced the heel and did it very well. And he was on offense for shit what felt like 80 percent of this oh match. yeah 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 definitely like it just 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 beating him and just yeah just senseless. fucking just beating him up yeah beating him senseless um you know mjf got a few you know he obviously got some in he hit a pile driver at one point um i think he had a figure four at one point but uh um but then we had the whole table thing which, uh, you know, the table came out and uh, we kind of thought it would linger for a while. But oh, it, yeah, yeah. It, but... it lingered longer than we thought it was because like, the, yeah, the, because that spot, they were like right there and then they just kind of never well, really, you know, MJF gave Mox the tombstone on the apron. And then we thought it wasn't going to happen for a while, but then it was pretty quickly there after that. Cause remember he hit him with the tombstone and then MJF immediately started selling his knee. Yeah. Ah! Which uh so then that's when shortly thereafter Moxley just started working on his knee and then pile drove him through the table on the yeah. outside. But um yeah, I was just I was just locked the fuck in for this. Again, oh, yeah. it wasn't a hundred percent that MJF was gonna win, but 
I think we were all pretty convinced and it was just a matter of how or like, yeah. you know, the intrigue was obviously, will he do it himself? Dynamite Diamond, Firm, mm -hmm. Regal, yes. whatever it may be. And I, you know, this was definitely the right call stemming back from the promo we saw in Cincinnati, which mm -hmm. is one of the best I've ever seen. Definitely the best I've seen in person, but I love it. Yeah. And like you said, like, what's it going to be like on Wednesday? What's Regal's explanation going to be? Where does the Blackpool Combat Club stand now? Because it's named after him. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, is Mox on Dynamite? I think he's for sure gonna take time off. Oh but yeah, will he? But sure. will he be there to uh, confront Regal? Or, 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 or yeah, or, 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 or yeah, or, or yeah, to deal with it? Or like you know, because he's clearly you know like that fallout. Can't you can't just like have that weight and just have him disappear? Like That's something's gotta kind of happen. You know, he's yeah. gotta kind of have a kayfabe injury or, or whatever. You know? Yeah. So yeah, that's, I don't know what it will be. Like I'll be, I hope he's on the show Wednesday, but I could see him not being and yeah. just allowing MJF to have that moment. But mm -hmm. yeah, you know, his promo is going to be awesome. Yep. Uh, yeah. I mean, Moxley was so healed. They were chanting, fuck you, Moxley. Oh yeah. Most yeah. Of the yeah, match. Yeah, but yeah. He was throwing up middle fingers the entire time. Yeah. Again, he was he, definitely loving it. Leaning. Absolutely. Into it absolutely. Yeah. And uh, I mean, MJF, like, even though he's technically not a baby face, like showed that he could be an incredible, at least in ring baby face as we knew he could. Yeah. But yeah, it's just going to be interesting how he, you know acts as champion i guess like he's still gonna be mjf but the people fucking love him now yeah yeah i mean, I mean even like, regardless of that the people fucking love I mean, him. i mean he's prime for a baby face turn like if they so want it but i mean you know his character is all designed against that so you know there's that friction there that's definitely going to keep the next few months interesting with how this yeah. goes and i think i think he may just kind of He's just going to be MJF, but I think he may just kind of float back and forth depending Either. on the opponent or the situation. Like no. with Ethan, let's just say, I mean, let's just predict now. Who do you think is going to win, Ethan Page or Starks? Because that's going to set up who the first challenger is because that could dictate. Both, if of, those, both of those are a good first challenger. I know. I, I want to say Ethan Page. That's probably. what I think as yeah. well. Yeah, but it could go either. I just think Starks is too much of a baby face, and they're building him up for him to like lose right away. Yeah, yeah, and Whereas Ethan Page could be a, like a big heel match. It would be the know? biggest match of his career in yeah. AEW for sure. Yeah. Like he, he hasn't gotten enough of a spotlight <laughs> that he deserves. MJF yeah. can still kind of work face mm -hmm. a little faceish against him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's going to be interesting and, uh, yeah, can't fucking wait for Wednesday. Yeah. It's um, going to be exciting. So uh, we haven't really, I haven't really asked you this, but does your, what, what, yeah. Why don't you rank the top three matches for me, for you? Oh, for top, top four. What are your top four here? Cause at, I, at, at full gear. Yeah. In okay. order. Like what's your match of the night? Uh, that the, uh, death triangle, the elite. Me too. Number that's, two. That's my number one. My number two. Probably. Uh, I'll go with Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. That'll okay. be my number two. I've got uh, Jamie Hayter and Tony Storm at two. Okay. Number three. <laughs> I would say that's probably Jericho and Danielson and Claudio in the, the ROH. Yeah. A quadruple threat i would put this as a tie with the main event at three yeah. for me because i think they're 
they're so great for different reasons. I think this was a better wrestling match for sure, but just the drama of the main event was so yeah, good. Yeah, I think the drama of the main that, that's the thing that I'm having trouble with because the main event wrestling match was pretty like standard. It was you know? dominant. It was dominant, dominant. By, or by Mox Moxley, for the yeah, best part. Yeah, yeah. It was it was very dominant and it was very against very MJF oriented story driven. You know, MJF had to like take the beating until he could kind of get the the knuckles. Yep. Um, swiped over to him. And like, you know, they needed to show him being kind of resilient because like a bunch of the questions for him have been like, are you like tough enough? Yep. Like, you know, this is the real deal. Like you're just a kid, you know, so they needed and to Mox show, really did like, just brutalize him. Yeah. Yeah. They need to show him kind of like pushing back against that and holding his own, you know, when, when he had the, the, the right openings. Um, But yeah, I would say my tie for four would be the women's match in the main event. Yeah. And then uh, <laughs> Jungle Boy and, so I get, I'll just say I, I'm going five on the trios match and then probably probably four and a half on women's title main event and ROH match four and a half on those and then four and a quarter on uh, uh, Jack Perry Luchasaurus. I want to rank um let's say something about Eddie Kingston and Akiyama too like that one had a lot oh, of you yeah. know, to it. I probably you also know. go four and a quarter on that one. Yeah, that one was yeah. a good one. It's so good, so good. Mm-hmm. But yeah. That's- Amazing show. I think it is the show of the year. I would go number one, Full Gear. Mm. Number two, Forbidden Door. Number three, Revolution. But like, if you count WrestleMania as a whole, I think it's pretty much right up there. Like, both nights were so strong. Yeah. Hell, Crown Jewel was pretty fucking great. Yeah, it was. To be tight. honest, like if we're just talking WWE shows, like those would probably be the top two. Yeah. Um. But I'd have to, I mean, Royal Rumble was god awful. Yeah, <laughs> SummerSlam was pretty solid, but I think Crown Jewel and WrestleMania are probably. Yeah, bad. yeah, those two have been the best two WWE ones we've watched. And I guess we, we'll probably go watch Survivor Series. Is that yeah, this Saturday? That's this. I think it's Saturday. I can't remember if it's Saturday <laughs> or Sunday, but yeah. So shit. Maybe we do that. So maybe we do that. Uh, and maybe we also talk a little Survivor Series '92 because I know yeah, that was one that. thing I wanted to do. That, but fucking Thanksgiving snuck up on us. Oh yeah, poof! Here it is. Huh? I said poof! Here it is. Uh-oh. Did you not hear me? <laughs> no, I did. I'm just... Yeah, you, you you know the song they put they they play at sporting events. There it is. Yeah, poof! There it is. That's exactly how it goes. I thought it was womp. No, I, I've I've been lying the entire time. <laughs> It is whoop. There it is. Yeah. Not well, poof. Now, there poof. It is. now it's poof. Poof. It's it's rom pom pom. Rom pom pom. Trash can cats go rom pom pom. I mean, if I can find a picture of him, we'll put it in the logo. <laughs> well, shit, man. Uh, what a week it was. What a two years it's been. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. We got to close, close the book on the anniversary, don't we? Yeah. Is it over? <laughs> it is now, you yeah. know, essentially. Man, uh, in the yeah, week who, after. who knows what's coming down the pike? Um, you know, I think like we talked about, we did a really good job of kind of changing the formula of the mm-hmm. show up this year. Uh, but yeah, we definitely want to get back to doing more interviews. You know, we've done what, probably five or six total. Yeah. And just having like rotating guests on like a Kevin Rogue, like Tim King, like whomever people we haven't had on yet. Cage My IQ, Nick from yeah. UW Pod, like getting some more of these people on. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, just uh, just having some fun. But uh, I mean, eventually some more uh, some more storytelling for sure. For damn sure. <laughs>
for damn but, sure. But uh, I guess thank you to everyone who yeah, has for listened, sure. supported us. We don't do enough of this type of shit. We don't plug ourselves enough. If Twitter goes down, you can find us on Instagram yeah. at Brainbuster Boys. Yeah, also, I, I, I on- saw a few alternatives that weren't like parlor or like like horrible hate speech. You yeah. know. Um, but Twitter and Instagram at Brainbuster Boys, YouTube Brainbuster Boys. That's definitely something we've talked about recently. That get our YouTube. We half-heartedly, I half-heartedly, kind of made an attempt earlier this year. But yeah, just doing more video stuff, more live stuff, um, and just uh, yeah, just fucking around. Yeah, yeah, and just just be nice to each other. Yes, for real. Yes, for once. But yeah, okay. from the bottom of our hearts, thank you so much. Like, for sure. Yeah. yeah. yeah just the engagement with everyone obviously makes this so much more fun. Those of you who we've met in real life, obviously mm-hmm. that has been a true joy and can't wait to meet more of you down the road. Yes. Uh, yes. And down the road, year three, what's it going to hold? What's it going to be? Huh? I don't know. I, I guess don't know. We'll see, huh? See, huh? Yeah. Uh, goodbye. <laughs> oh man. Uh, Let's not let's not end the meeting.